It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're listening to the Locked on Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke and Cameron Parker, your daily Broncos podcast. Hey, Broncos country, happy new year. It is 2020 officially. And so that means on today's episode of Locked on Broncos, we're going to go through our New Year's resolutions. Cameron and I are going to share ours. Plus, we hear from Broncos country what their New Year's resolution is for the team heading into the 2020 season. Plus, we go over some roster news for the Broncos as they get ready to head into this portion of minicamp coming up here in the spring. We're going to have a lot of things in store all on today's jam-packed episode, Locked on Broncos, January 1st. 2020. I'm your host, Cody Rourke, NFL analyst and Broncos insider for the Locked On NFL Network. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. Be sure to follow the show as well at Locked On Broncos and subscribe on your favorite podcast provider. And, you know, a lot of really cool things in store for you guys here in 2020. We're going to do it big. It's the offseason. We're going to have guests on the show. Sarah Bettinger, editor over Predominantly Orange, is going to join us tomorrow where we're going to be breaking down the end of the season award as voted on by thousands of Broncos fans. Very excited about the big reveal. And Sarah's going to join us as well. Nick Kendall of Mile High Huddle is going to be joining us next week. We're going to have Broncos players on in the offseason. we got a lot in store here. So make sure that you buckle your seatbelt in because 2020 is going to be a wild ride. But let's start things off here with our Broncos lead story of the day. Some roster transactions, some moves heading into next season. And a lot of this, you know, the Broncos bringing in 15 guys. Well, not really bringing in 15 guys but making 15 roster signings heading into 2020. And a lot of it is they're retaining their practice squad players and they're adding a few more to futures and reserves contracts for Denver. And, you know, we're going to start things off. Kajan Armstrong from Eastern Michigan is one of those guys. And and wide receiver Trinity Benson out of East Central. He was one of the guys that we were talking about this preseason as a speedy guy. Hopefully he could be a guy that can provide a return for the Broncos. We just didn't see too much from him in the preseason 
last year, and uh, it was kind of disappointing. But I, I feel as if there was just the continuity of the offense trying to get in rhythm, trying to get going, and a lot of these guys were playing with Brett Rippon, and unfortunately they didn't get a lot of chance to play with Drew Locke due to him getting injured against the San Francisco 49ers. So I'm hoping that Trinity Benson here in 2020 when the Broncos approach spring minicamp and you got the OTAs and then we, so we transition to training camp here in about July or August, I'm hoping that we get to see a little bit more from Trinity Benson, maybe even as a return option alongside Deontay Spencer. They also brought up outside linebacker Malik Carney from North Carolina and also another North Carolina favorite that I think has a legitimate chance next year to see some significant playing time for the Broncos, if not on the offensive side of the ball, I believe for them on the special team side of the ball, and that's Bug Howard, a guy who had a great, great preseason and had a great training camp. You know, he got hurt, I believe, the week that I was at training camp and rolled his ankle, got carted off the field, a high ankle sprain. He missed about two to three weeks, and he came back for, I believe, the last week of the preseason. And, you know, the Broncos, thankfully, have been able to retain him on their practice squad. I have a lot of high hopes for Bug Howard, and many of us, when we were just sitting there watching it at training camp, we felt as if maybe he was a guy that was going to make the 53 active roster. It's possible heading into 2020 as the Broncos look to keep all options on the table when it comes to tight end to help out Noel Fan, maybe even Jeff Hireman. Who knows what's going to happen, but I know Andrew Beck has certainly played his way into some favor when it comes to being on the 53-man roster. He stepped in very nicely for Andy Janovich, so I think just because of his ability to play that fullback and that tight end position, I think Andrew Beck will be back with the Broncos in 2020. Eager to see uh, if Bug can maybe beat somebody out. And then they also added somebody in the safety room from Texas, P.J. Locke, who, in my opinion, is an intriguing prospect that could be a developmental piece. I think he could be a special teams player for Denver next season. It's going to be interesting to watch him unfold a little bit. And uh, wide receiver Kelvin McKnight out of Sanford. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, he was also signed to a contract by the XFL. I'm not sure how the NFL can supersede that. I, I'm not quite sure. I'll have to look into that and get back to you guys with that as well. But also Kalfani Muhammad out of Cal, a speedy guy that, you know, really in the return game provided a boost for the Broncos last season in the preseason. He was special. He was fun to watch. And, uh, you know, when you look at where the Broncos have been at the running back position this year, Philip Lindsay getting over a thousand yards back to back seasons. Great for him. Royce Freeman just didn't seem to have the burst or that speed that we saw from him in the preseason against the Seattle Seahawks. He was able to burst through uh, and make a big play at some point against the Seahawks. And here's my thing. I don't know what is going on with Royce Freeman. I think the Broncos are going to be looking at bringing in some more guys at running back, you know, maybe bringing back Theo Riddick, possibly letting Devontae Booker go. But Kalfani Muhammad was a guy that I was pounding the table for to make the 53 active roster. You know, I felt like he deserved a chance to do just that. I thought he beat Devontae Booker out, who didn't do much in the preseason. But uh, Booker came in for the Broncos this season, provided a little bit of relief at some uh, points in time, especially on third down situations. And, And obviously had a couple of key catches. And we know that key drop against the Detroit Lions. Another defense back the Broncos brought in was safety Tyvis Powell from Ohio State Brett Rippon obviously back in the fold here wondering if he can make a push to maybe be the Broncos backup quarterback in 2020 behind Drew Locke there is a possibility there defensive line JT Tiuli from Eastern Washington linebacker Trey Crawford safety Connie Smith from Texas El Paso and long snapper Wes Farnsworth out of Nevada which is really intriguing considering the fact that Casey Kreider and the Broncos last year signed into a one-year deal one-year one million dollar deal I wonder if they're going to have the same 
exact approach this offseason when it comes to him or if they're going to possibly maybe let him go for a guy that, you know, maybe you could pay 750000 I think Casey Kreider's been good for the Broncos. I don't see why they would part ways with him, but, you know, the NFL is a strange business. You never know. And this is an interesting one as well. Punter Trevor Daniel from Tennessee is also another guy brought into the fold for a futures reserves contract. And you have to wonder if the Broncos are going to look at replacing Wadman or if they're going to bring in Trevor Daniel in the training camp period of the offseason and are they going to have a competition at that position which I think that competition is good they brought in Justin Vogel when we were down there at training camp watching and you know I think it did good for Colby Wadman to have somebody behind him because any mistake he was going to make, the other guy was going to get the reps. And then fullback Jeremy Cox from Old Dominion, uh, more than likely a practice squad guy, probably going to be a training camp guy. But outside of that, the Broncos, you know, I don't see anybody bringing uh, another fullback into the fold with Andy Janovich set to return next year for Denver. They just signed him to a three-year contract extension. Now, with it being New Year's officially January 1st, 2020, all of us over here at Lockdown Broncos want to wish you and your family a very happy holiday and hopefully some of your New Year's resolutions can come to fruition. But we also asked Broncos country what their New Year's resolutions were when it comes to the Denver Broncos. We're going to go over that in just a moment, but I got to tell you guys about the sponsor of today's episode of the show, and that's our good friends over there at MyBookie. Are you the type of fan that knows football so well that you could choose any game and call it? Well, MyBookie is a place for you because they let you turn all of your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. Now, between football season, the NFL playoffs, the NBA season at its midpoint, and the start of college basketball season, everything that we got going on there, it's time to get off the sideline and get in on the action with MyBookie. If you're the kind of guy or gal that likes to bet a little to win a lot, well, you can try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. We got the NFL wildcard weekend. It's the perfect perfect opportunity for you guys to get some cash in your wallet to help make up for the hit you might have taken during the holiday season to buy Christmas gifts for your family. Now, are you tired of watching games from the couch with nothing to gain? Well, my bookie wants to get your mind off everything else and they want to get it back on the game. So if you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. All you got to do is enter promo code locked on to act Activate this offer. Once again, that's promo code locked on to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign up offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today where you play, you win, and you get paid. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, Broncos country, it is time to get into our New Year's resolutions. And I felt as if we're going to start this off by going over my New Year's resolutions for this Broncos team. And then we're going to get into Cameron's New Year's resolutions. He sent them over to me. And uh, I feel like there's a lot of interesting things that we got to discuss when it comes to what we expect or what we hope for for the Broncos in 2020. And I'm going to start things off with Cameron's picks. Cameron, his first New Year's resolution says that Denver signs two marquee free agents that are not in 
in-house candidates in this offseason. And you have to wonder, especially if Chris Harris Jr. departs, are they going to maybe take a look at Byron Jones? You know, what kind of options are on the table for Denver? Right now, it's a little too early uh, because every you know everybody's still in play and players are evaluating their futures. And you know, the Broncos have a lot of in-house guys. I, I don't know if the Broncos, if they're going to try to re-sign some of their in-house guys, if they can sign two marquee free agents uh, that are not in-house. It'll be interesting to follow, obviously, with the expected, anticipated cap space that the Broncos may have coming into this offseason. Things can change once you start to fluctuate some deals here and there and move some stuff around. Now, also, his second New Year's resolution is that the Denver Broncos become a playoff contender again. I would say fans probably feel the same way, and I think everybody's hope in Broncos country is that this Denver team can ride the momentum of this season, and as I mentioned in yesterday's podcast, I don't believe the Broncos can ride on the the reins of hope for so long. They got to use that hope that they have, turn that into some kind of motivation, use that motivation in their preparation to go through and get better in the offseason, understand the terminology of the offense, get better every single day because, you know, there is no offseason in the NFL. Guys are going to take some time off, but guys are getting right back to work here very shortly. And, you know, they're going to be preparing for 2020 because it's a big season. The Broncos, you know, missing the playoffs four consecutive seasons in a row and another losing season. You know, it's something that doesn't bode well with a lot of Broncos fans. The players are tired of losing. So I imagine this team's going to put everything together. Now it's just all about getting this whole entire unit gelling for an entire offseason without any changes. And this is going to be the first offseason in a long time, maybe minus the Case Keenum year, where the Broncos didn't split up a lot of the quarterback reps between the first team offense. I know last year they were mixing and matching a lot of guys, getting a lot of reps. And Vic Fangio says that's a byproduct of, you know, getting guys reps because if you're not with the ones, you know, it's, it's going to be hard for you to get a lot of reps. So, you know, the ones, the twos, the threes, guys were interchangeable. Plug, you know, they'd plug them in certain guys and it didn't really matter. And everybody, you know, didn't really read too much into where, which guy was practicing with the first team because they changed it up a lot. They got a lot of rookies uh, in the mix on the first team just so they can get up to speed on the, you know, the offensive system, the defensive system, so on and so forth. Now you head into this offseason, you have a, you have your offensive pieces all together. You have Cortland Sutton, you have your quarterback, you have your offensive line, you have your running back. You got to add maybe another wide receiver, some weapons there. But outside of that, the Broncos offense will have a whole offseason now where they can just focus on continuity. Drew Locke's going to get with his receivers. I I like it. I I think the Broncos are going to be in better position right now than they uh, have been in the last few years. There is some optimism going, but like I said, you can't rest on optimism alone. You got to put the work in. And I think this Broncos team has the guys that are going to do that. So those are Cameron's two New Year's resolutions when it comes to the Broncos heading into 2020. And I'm going to give mine now. My first New Year's resolution is that the Broncos defense, they'll be healthy next season with the return of Bradley Chubb. And I anticipate a New Year's resolution for him being healthy, but also being in consideration for maybe a comeback player of the year. And the biggest reason I say that is Bradley Chubb in the four games he was playing before he left the Jacksonville Jaguars game late in the fourth quarter or actually after the game. I mean, he played the whole entire game and he played with a torn ACL. The the Broncos with Bradley Chubb, he was having a great start to the season. He was impressive. He was getting after guys. He was causing havoc on the edge in terms of stopping the run. His pressures were getting there. He was called for a bogus roughing the passer call on 
uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars game. And it was something that was very frustrating. He left the game uh, with a knee injury. He came back with that ACL injured and not intact. And, you know, he still played. He finished the game. And, you know, hard, you know, hats off to him. I remember it was a dark day for Broncos country after that loss, being 0-4, and then the news on top of it that Bradley Chubb was out. So for me, in 2020, Bradley Chubb being healthy, I think he has a strong chance to have a comeback player of the year bid. And I think it's going to bode well for him. Von Miller has been through an ACL surgery. Chris Harris Jr. has been through an ACL surgery. These guys are going to talk with him. I'm sure they've already been doing that all season. Bradley Chubb spending a lot of time, about six days a week at the Broncos facility, going through some rehab and treatment with the knee, some stem. And he's expected to start running, I believe, this week or next week. So, you know, there's a lot of things in play for Bradley Chubb. Got to be happy for him. I'm excited for him. And I think that he makes his Broncos defense even better. And I would anticipate that they're going to have probably a four-man system next year with Von Miller. I think you're going to Bradley Chubb. I think you're going to evidently bring back Malik Reed, and I think Jeremiah Attachu as well. I think you're going to focus a little bit more on maybe playing Justin Hollins as some inside backer, some defensive end, or they could keep five pass rushers. I, I'm not quite sure, um, but they definitely got a lot of value out of their guys that stepped up for Bradley Chubb tearing his ACL, and I think it's going to make the Broncos defense even better in 2020. Now, my second New Year's resolution, the Broncos will add a speedy, versatile weapon at wide receiver to help the offense produce a higher scoring output per game. And we're taking a look at Henry Ruggs III or CeeDee Lamb. These are the two guys, and I know I said I'm not going to get really into too much draft talk right now until the season's over, till free agency kind of passes, but I think that when you're looking at all the options on the table for the best potential speed threat, I don't think the Broncos, you know, there's anybody in free agency, maybe Robbie Anderson, but even I don't think that Robbie Anderson is that speed element that the Broncos have been missing. I don't think he provides that. I think he provides a, a great pass catcher, um, but outside of that, I'm talking about true speed, and CeeDee Lamb of Oklahoma possesses just that, uh, you Rieger out of TCU possesses just that. And Henry Ruggs III out of Alabama possesses these qualities. And I think that they would help this Broncos offense. I mean, could you imagine? And let's plug and play here for a second. So Broncos country, turn your thinking cap on. Close your eyes. It is story time. Now imagine this. Drew Locke in the shotgun. Cortland Sutton lined up to the left on the outside. Tim Patrick to the right on the outside. Philip Lindsay in the shotgun to the right of Drew Locke. Noah Fant on the right side. Down as an inline tight end. And then you have C.D. Lamb or Henry Ruggs III lined up in the slot with a bigger guy on him and you're going to fake that inside handoff to Philip Lindsay, some RPO action and you're going to see Henry Ruggs III, you're going to see C.D. Lamb, one of those guys break across the middle of that linebacker that safety's face or a nickel corner because of his speed element he's got a tight window, Locke fires it into that window, he catches it, he makes one man miss and he's gone 70 yards that is a speed element. The Broncos haven't had that. The Kansas City Chiefs have that. The Chiefs have that with their quarterback, and they have speed. The Broncos, they have size at the wide receiver position, but they don't have speed. That, to me, intrigues me very, very much. And that has been a story time session over here. Cody Rourke, Locked On Broncos. And that is my second New Year's resolution, the Broncos, to add a speedy, versatile wide receiver. And I think if they can do that, the Broncos scoring output, I think they can get to the point where they can average 24, 25 points per game, which has been a, a much drastic improvement compared to the 16 to 15 points per game that they've been averaging and it helps the Broncos defense out tenfold if they can have an offense that can produce convert on third down convert in the red zone and improve their scoring 
output. Now, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to be going through Broncos Country's New Year's resolutions when it comes to the Denver Broncos. And as always, you guys answer the call. But before we get into that, I got to tell you guys, you guys got to check out at Locked On NFL Net on Twitter today because I'm telling you, with all the news of the offseason approaching us, the NFL wild card, the playoffs are ahead of us. You still have a Super Bowl to be played here in a couple of months. There's a lot on the line when it comes to the NFL, and there's a lot of news and happenings when it comes to roster moves, coaches being fired, coaches being hired, like the Redskins hiring Ron Rivera, expected to bring in Jack Del Rio as his defensive coordinator. I mean, these stories are the top-notch stories that you don't want to miss from your local experts around the Lockdown NFL Network, and you can only get this on one single feed, every host, every expert, all 32 teams on one feed, at Locked On NFL Net. Go on there on Twitter, click on that follow button, and also Locked On NFL Net on Instagram for interactive stories, news of the day as well. You don't want to miss it. Locked On NFL Net, your team every day. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm personal price plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Okay, we like to get Broncos country involved into the show every single day because you guys drive a lot of what we do. We just gave our New Year's resolutions. When it comes to the Broncos in 2020, well, we asked Broncos fans on Twitter, at Cody Rourke NFL, at Lockdown Broncos, when it comes to the team, when it comes to Denver, what are your New Year's resolutions for them heading into 2020? We got a lot of great responses here, and we're going to start off with PJ underscore the Burge. He says, cover tight ends and running backs. And this is an area where I think, you know, we saw against guys like the Oakland Raiders and we saw against the Kansas City Chiefs that the tight end position hurt Denver a little bit. But outside of that, really, the tight end position didn't hurt Denver to the magnitude that we've been accustomed to the last few seasons. They've done a really good job having Will Parks, having Kareem Jackson. Those guys played a big, big part in that. And I think Trey Marshall did a pretty good job filling in the last two weeks for Kareem Jackson, who served a suspension. He's back in 2020 for the Broncos. I think that uh, the running backs, you know, there's there's times where the beginning part of the season when they started off 0-4, they were giving up a lot of rushing yards. They weren't able to stop a lot of guys, but Alexander Johnson being a versatile guy, I mean, he's been good at covering running backs. And, and the Oakland Raiders game is a prime example where they had Jalen Richard on a swing route to the right side late in the fourth quarter. And, you know, you have Todd Davis and Alexander Johnson. It was Alexander Johnson and Demarcus Walker that made the play. I think that the Broncos' issues at the tight end and the running back position turned of covering them, I don't think it's as serious as it used to be, but you definitely like maybe an impact player that can come through and maybe they can uh, you know make some adjustments going forward. It's going to be interesting to see, but thank you, PJ, for your question and your response there. My man Antonio representing Broncos country all the way in Mexico, he says, get rid of Bulls. Ah, I'm not a big proponent of that, and uh, here's why. I'm going to go in depth with my defense of Garrett Bulls. 
Garrett Bowles had a better season. Arguably, this was his best season as a pro at the left tackle position, and he got better. You know, he had that rough start against the uh, the Chicago Bears. He had some rough games. He had a couple of games where, you know, he got penalties, and everyone wants to use the penalties, you know, scenario as the defining reason as to why the Broncos should get rid of him, but I think we've all noticed that, you know, Jake Rogers, everyone said, put Jake Rogers at left tackle. Jake Rogers didn't have a great game against Oakland. Uh, You know, he didn't have a great preseason at left tackle for the Broncos. The Broncos didn't have anybody there at left tackle. Now, is it ideal that maybe they they get a guy in rounds two or rounds three at left tackle that can back up Garrett Bowles and develop, and, and if things don't work out, maybe they can plug him in? Absolutely sure. But I'm not saying, I'm not just going to sit here and say that Garrett Bowles needs to not be on the Broncos in 2020. I, I know he gets a lot of hate from fans, but you know if you go back and you watch the film, and I watch everything from a coach's eye, and I understand that Garrett Bowles, I understand he's got a lot of these things he's got to fix in his game, but if you go back, you watch from week one to week 17, he improved drastically. And you know what? I have no beef with Garrett Bowles. I think he did a really good job. And and Joe Rolls of Mile High Report actually posted something out. He did a great job, him and Reisner, this past week against Oakland against a stunt, a tackle, and twist. And it was an area where they didn't really do good on the beginning of the season, but they actually blocked it really well and allowed Drew Locke to get the ball out of his hands. And we've noticed that his, his play overall as a tackle has improved with quarterback play. So maybe having a mobile quarterback helped out. You know, when having statues there, they don't move where, you know, you got quarterbacks whose feet are stuck in the mud or the cement like Flacco, they weren't able to have a productive or a safe output from an offensive line standpoint. The offensive line as a whole improved, uh, especially with Drew Locke there. And, you know, like I said, smart quarterback play and decisiveness gets the ball out of his hands quickly. That can make up for a lot of the deficiencies overall. But I, I don't even think Garrett Bowles is the weakest part of the Broncos offensive line. So, Antonio, love you, my man, but uh, I respectfully disagree. Um, Jeremy Richardson says, find a pair of offensive tackles. Juwan James is going to be healthy. Um, and obviously heading into next year, Garrett Bowles is going to be at left tackle. So uh, they could, like I said, they could go in the draft second or third round for a guy. My man, Sarah Bettinger. You know, a little preview here. You guys are going to hear from him. He's going to join Cameron and I tomorrow for our NFL 2019 Broncos season award show. Very excited for Sarah to join the broadcast once again. He says, John Elway put together two of the best teams this last decade when he had a quarterback in place. Don't overthink it, John. Do what you have done best. And I think Broncos fans can get on board with that. I think that John Elway finally having an answer at quarterback, you can allocate some of your resources to maybe some other areas of need, maybe bolstering some of your depth defensively, maybe on the offensive line, maybe even being able to get some draft capital coming up and maybe moving some guys around. I think that John Elway does best when he has some of the pieces in place and certainly with quarterback. With Drew Locke seemingly being the guy, I think that the Broncos are going to focus their sights on improving across the board in other areas that are definitely more significant issues. And so, Sarah, I absolutely agree with that. And then Israel Tenorio says, no more death by inches. And like I said, you know, I I think that uh, Vic Fangio's definition of death by inches is much different. I think it's much different. To Vic Fangio, death by inches is an accumulation of things not related to the game, but it's like the build-up to the game, the preparation, the practice, the meetings, where players don't do things the right way. Way. It comes back to bite him in the tail in a game. That is what death by inches is. I don't think the Broncos, maybe outside of weeks one through four, experienced death by inches. I think, you know, in certain games, they just didn't execute well. But that, in my opinion, and according to what Vic Fangio's definition is, that is not death by inches. Zach Gottlieb says, stay aggressive in the second half of games, regardless of score. And I think uh, the Nuggets can take advantage of the same exact mindset as well. Yeah, you know, the Broncos, in several situations, we go back to the Minnesota Vikings game. We go back to the Jacksonville Jaguars 
Jaguars game. The Broncos' aggressiveness kind of dissipated and ultimately led to those teams coming back and capitalizing and you know taking the momentum away from the Broncos. I agree with that. I think that's something that the team is going to find. But I think that has more to do with a chemistry, playing together, um, and getting used to a lot of things. And I think this Broncos team heading into 2020, I mean, they're all on the right track. The last four or five games led by Drew Locke, I think is a big indicator of where this team can be. I think we've seen some signs of the awesome stuff that they can do um, offensively, you know, especially going back to that 38-point output against the Houston Texans. I mean, that was a sharp game on the road for Drew Locke in his second career start. So I think that the team around Drew Locke and, the, you know, overall the defensive supporting cast, the offensive supporting cast, that they're going to be very critical for this team going forward. Justin Cusino says another offensive weapon needs speed and offensive line fixed. I think that the injuries to the Broncos O-line, I think really the biggest position we got to look at this offseason is the right guard. Broncos and Ron Lurie more than likely going to be parting ways. Juwan James will be back next season uh, healthy, more than likely at right tackle. Garrett Bowles will be back. Dalton Reisner, a great rookie season for him. Connor McGovern, if they bring him back um, at center, you know, you have to hope that they do that because I thought he played really well for the Broncos. Very, very underrated and didn't get talked about enough in 2020. And then Andrew Wade, he says, from a 2020 season perspective, one, win the close games. Two, win 10 games, secure a wild card spot from an offseason perspective. Resign Justin Simmons, Will Parks, Derek Wolf, Shelby Harris, if possible. Number two, get James and Callahan healthy, which is expected for them heading into OTAs. They're expected to be ready. Number three, get more speed to wide receiver. We, we talked about that between Henry Ruggs III and C.D. Lamb and possibly Rager out of TCU and then release Flacco, which is more than likely going to happen. You know, the Broncos probably not going to have Joe Flacco in their plans heading into 2020. A and B 303 ownership situation solved. Ah, that's going to take a long time. The, the trial set for September 2nd, right before the Broncos start of the season in 2020. I think it's going to be a long time before the ownership situation is resolved for the Broncos. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, we just all got to focus on the game, the coaches, the players, the ownership situation is going to take some time, but it'll sort itself out. And I think that the fans worrying about that right now, and I get it, um, I think it's going to draw a little bit too much anxiety for fans going forward. Tim Wentz signed Justin Simmons. Scotty Way, be willing to pay free agents in-house what they deserve to stay. And I think with the Broncos cap space, they're going to bring some guys back. And rightfully so, I think that's going to happen. James Nixon says, no more coverage gas leaving somebody wide open. I think a lot of that's going to be changed due to when the Broncos get fully healthy in the secondary. I think having Bryce Callahan back, and if Chris Harris Jr. somehow comes back for the Broncos and you get him in that spot that you wanted him to, I think that you know things can work out well in his favor. Josh Allison on Twitter says, I'm going to take it easy on Elway. A couple quarterback misses and everybody wanted to hang the man. Take a look around the league. It is a lot of random chance to draft a quarterback and it works out. It looks like Drew Locke is the guy. Maybe finish games better. Second half was atrocious this year. And and I'm trying to figure out, Josh, in what sense you mean second half. Like, you mean second half of games? Or do you mean second half of the season? Second half of the season, the Broncos finished really well. There's times where they were challenged. It wasn't always pretty. But the wins are the only thing that matters at the end of the day. And the whole philosophy of bend but don't break. The Broncos did a really good job in that department. So thank you, Josh, for your question here. And then the last one. It comes from at NF underscore L Junkie. He says, get their own time. Tyreek Hill. Minus the off-the-field problems, I think the Broncos would benefit from having a speed guy. I was kind of hoping earlier in 2019, maybe Deontay Spencer could be that guy in the slot, but he's the return element that this team needs. They've been able to utilize him. They might utilize him going forward, but the expectation right now is that the Broncos, in their first round, are going to look for a speedy weapon at wide receiver, and as I mentioned, if there's a guy they feel like CeeDee Lamb or Henry Ruggs III that may go later or earlier, actually if they go earlier,
earlier than 15, then the Broncos have the ammunition draft capital wise to maybe move up similar to what the Pittsburgh Steelers did with Denver to get Devin Bush. The Broncos would, would obviously move back to uh, get Noah Fant at pick number 20 in last year's draft. So a lot of options on the table for this Broncos team and, and for Broncos country, some great New Year's resolutions. And I'm very excited to hear more. And I'm excited to see I've jotted all of these down. I've taken notes and we're going to see which New Year's resolutions come to fruition in 2020. So we're bookmarking this and we're going to reflect on it coming back once the Broncos hit the 2020 season and a lot of expectations, but they can't ride those expectations alone. They've got to make those expectations come through because if we talk about expectations, everybody like in 2019 was expected that the Cleveland Browns were going to be this juggernaut kind of team and they were absolutely horrible um, and they didn't make the playoffs. They didn't win the amount of games that anybody had anticipated. So I hope that the Broncos don't fall into the trap of expectations. I hope they come into 2020 uh, you know, with the mindset of, look, we've got to capitalize. We've got to worry about ourselves. We've got to take care of business. And if they do that and you know, not get into the hype of the media, which the media has been hyping them up. I mean, national media, the Broncos getting some national recognition now due to Drew Locke, which I, you know, I love the attention, but I think the Broncos have always been great as the underdogs in the NFL. So Broncos fans, join me tomorrow alongside Cameron Parker with guest Sarah Bettinger, editor over at PredominantlyOrange.com for another episode of Locked On Broncos. We are going through our 2019 Broncos season awards ranging from offensive MVP, defensive MVP, DB of the year, linebacker of the year, rising star award. We got a lot that we're going to break down with Sarah and Cameron on tomorrow's episode of the show. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.